Episode 5 of the Beacon Street Buzz is a big one because we got the burr. As family weekend approaches, BC sophomore golfer Caden Burr sat down with the buzz this week to talk golf, to talk football, to talk anything in and far between those two things. Caden and Buzz had a lively conversation about his life as a BC golfer, his favorite football team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his thoughts on the BC football team, as well as where his team, the BC men's golf team, looks for the rest of the year. All that and more on Electric Episode 5 as we buzz with Burr. Let's get buzzing. Episode 5, Beacon Street Buzz, back in O'Neill on a Friday for the first time I've now recorded in our entire existence. Recording on a Friday, making history today. Pepper, Noah, Jimmy, Nick, with me, Giovanni. And we have a very special guest today, a friend from way back in my childhood. Our dads went to college together. This is a very full circle moment for our families. Caden Burr, welcome to the Beacon Street Buzz. BC golfer, known Steelers fan. I say that only because we disagree twice a year. Yes, so I had to wear my Raven sweatshirt today. That's the only sweatshirt you own. Wow. And you know, people were asking, will Gio wear his Raven sweatshirt? <laughs> no, I guess they, you know. The it, was, it was the number one question asking on Twitter. <laughs> from, uh, who, from uh, what was it, like Greg from Newton or whatever the yeah, guy yeah, that Gio made up? Rant from Newton. Rant from 75. They are two <laughs> on Instagram, actually. That's my Pepper, ask your question. Okay, I guess I'm starting with the first question. I want to go, you know, way back. <laughs> you know, what got you interested in golf? Why'd you start golfing? Oh, uh, well, I, my family moved to Orlando when I was about nine, and my dad had just gotten a job with the Golf Channel, so it was kind of like around the business. And I just fell in love with it right when I, you know, first got introduced to it. I remember maybe a month in, I was putting against a shoe then I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and got like a $40 you know set of clubs and then you know I kind of got addicted and practiced and here I am so all right so uh, Gio told us that your dad anchored for ESPN for eight years did you get to meet anybody like cool because of that or how did that go I mean I think that I was too young to meet that many people when he was at Sports Center in ESPN but I think I met more people in the golf industry, you know, around the people that he broadcasted with. Um, my family's met Tiger Woods. They're friends with my dad. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, he, he's okay at golf. Yes, yes. He's, he's and then, I, I mean, I had the privilege to go to several, you know, major championships. The Open Championship was one that came to mind um, in Ireland when they played there. And then I've gone to a few U.S. Opens. So Pepper would know at Marion. I went to that one. So I think that, yes, I think that... Um, you know, I just had the privilege of being able to meet a lot of great golfers, and I think that it helped kind of shape the golfer I am today. Where was that Open that you went to in Ireland? Um, I think it was three years ago. I think I don't remember the exact golf course it was I know, at. But those, but well, I love watching. It was that. the one that uh, Shane Lowry won, so it was oh, a big, yeah, yeah. you know, big deal yeah, for yeah. yeah. That was really yeah. big deal. That was yes. cool. I remember watching that one. He uh, had like ten beers out of the club. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, have you got to play um, at courses not in America? Because I know at least uh, the European ones are like the ones in Ireland and, and the UK. Scotland, they're, a little, they're, like, yeah. they're like a little different. 
Right. When that was the only time that I went with my dad to an event outside the United States, and we played just a couple like local golf courses, not anything famous, but you know the views there. I mean, it's incredible. It's a whole different type of you know golf. It's links golf. You know, it's windy. It's you don't really see that here. So it's definitely a great experience. Okay, I got a I got a golf question for you. We'd hope it's a golf question. Okay, we got a... It's a golfer. He does play golf. 420-yard dog leg right. What, what's the shot off the tee here? All right, but the edge of the fairway is about 280. So what are, you, what are we hitting? 280. Well, I hit my drive around 285, so it'd probably be a three-wood. I like to cut the ball, so that hole really, you know, that would suit my game. Um, I think that now that you bring up dog legs, that's not really something that I saw in Florida. So that was a big adjustment when I came here up north. There were so many holes that required you to work the ball left to right, right to left. So that was something that, you know, as I now in my sophomore year, I'm definitely more comfortable with that. I like it. You kind of talk about Florida for a minute. In Florida golf, we try to see that recreated in the north, and it doesn't really quite hit the same. I mean, I know some Trump courses I play right. near me are kind of Florida golf courses where they're flat. There's not a lot of dog legs. And you talk about playing in Orlando, and you're from Windermere? Windermere, yes. Windermere. Yeah, so what, what's the diff, like the biggest difference you see between Florida, where golf is obviously right. as big as it, maybe as big as it is up north now, and playing up here for BC? Uh, well, multiple things. I think that the competition when I was younger was really strong in Florida. Um, there were so many good players. Um, golf course-wise, I think that the biggest punishment in Florida is wind and water. You know, they try to put a lot of the golf courses with penalty areas on both sides. Up north, it's hills and trees. You know, if you get in trouble, it, up north, I kind of like it because it gives you an opportunity to hit a recovery shot. You're not really taking a penalty stroke, but you can make bigger numbers up here because you try to go for a shot, you know, in between the trees, and you can get in trouble easier. So I think that it's definitely an adjustment that I do not think there's many similarities between the golf courses, between the grass, the rough. I mean, it's a huge difference. So. Well, I think the big thing up north here is what well, I like to call it like old man golf. It's, it's like short holes, but you need to hit it like 230, 240 right here, not here, right. not here, right there. And uh, if you're not going to do that, you're not going to score, I mean. That's why. That's yeah. why. I'm Jimmy, do you play? Do you play too? Uh, the trees comment was one. I, I think that's play. my problem. Oh, so you're not supposed to hit it at the trees. Yeah. So I so try. So what to, are they there for? I try to fit it through the trees sometimes, and I think that's what gets my score going. I have a slight cut, as you said, like slight. you do. Um, <laughs> it's about a hundred yards forward and about two hundred yards to the right. So <laughs> if you had to give me a hint, because my golf coach is sitting to the right of you, uh, what would you tell me to do? When someone asks me this, I say the same thing, and it goes putting, chipping off the tee, iron play. It's very simple, but if you focus on keeping your eye on the ball, staying down through the shot, it can save so many shots. I think that the funniest thing for me is when someone said, what are you working on? And it's like staying in the shot. It's just it's something that never goes away. I think if you can keep your eye on the ball and you know keep your focus on the target at task, then it definitely would you know, help you out. Yeah, um, as a you know professional golfer myself, uh, currently highest score is a nice little one twenty. Um, that was a great day for golf. How, how about the how about the back nine? Okay, Gio. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway, um, so I'm sorry. Is there is there two two parts to this question? One, what's your favorite club in the bag? And two, is there a club that you just never touch? I think that 
you always have to be ready to hit every single shot. You know, for me, there was definitely a time where the three wood was an uncomfortable club for me. I've always driven the ball really straight, so I actually prefer to hit driver. So on tight holes, short holes, a lot of kids on my team will hit iron or three wood. And, you know, I like to hit driver because it's probably the most accurate club in my bag. And I think my favorite club is actually the putter. I mean, that's really when I fell in love with golf was putting. And I think that there's so many times when you see people practice so much on the range and they come and they're done with the round and they're like, I had five three putts and that was the difference in the round. I think that 90% of my scores, if I'm three under or three over, depend on how I putt. So that's definitely my favorite club. You and it's the most important club. You didn't have to yeah. just attack my game there. Yeah. but. That's <laughs> Because uh, I also cannot hit a three wood, I've actually removed it from the bag and <laughs> you put it from the bag entirely. I, I don't have it; it's gone. Really? I, my top pocket. Did you is just did you throw it away? Uh, it was it was given to my dad. I just gave it to him. I don't. I was in fact so bad with my three wood that I tried a Happy Gilmore with it when I was in high school, broke it, and then did, had a five wood. So right. there's that. I was gonna say I only have one club, and it's a seven iron. It's the best club. It's a versatile club. You know, I think it goes far. I haven't really made it, made the ball go very far, <laughs> but we're working on it. We're working on it. I think we need a video of me, Noah, and Pepper going out to golf with, like, with, like, <laughs> the golf team and just... <laughs> I think this would be... So I know bros versus joes or whatever it is, what is it? pros versus yeah. joes like whatever it is the the idea we have is to play like some, one of us against like either the football like we'll run against the football players or throw against the quarterbacks like someone used to be like kick against the kicker but um this would be a very entertaining one because i would love to see how badly you could be because he beats me by regularly probably 60 to 70 strokes so it's like i think this would be pretty awesome well, how many strokes how it's many strokes do that. we get how many mulligans mul too by the way I want that to be known and playing his ball sometimes when i can't hit mine far enough <laughs> but yeah i'm pretty bad about your shot from the sand which the, one, the one he hit you. Oh, no, this was stupid. Oh, that was, dude, that was the craziest thing I've ever done. Okay, how far, how far would you say it was, dude? It was, it was like a 60-yard bunker shot. <laughs> we were on, like, we're, we're on hit number 14 on this hole <laughs> with a couple of kicks and like, Texas wedges, you know. And go ahead. Why don't you, why don't you improve your lie there a bit, John? Uh, so I was in the sand, and I'm setting up, and he's like, dude, that's just not how you set up. He's So he's all the way over on the green. He walks away after he sees me set up. And I, I put this ball to, like, like four feet from, from 60 out and I literally just sat there like I, I, I couldn't even believe what I had done myself I thought he was going to cry I like he goes yeah you can take a stroke off this hole like good job he missed the putt I'll never forget my first par that was a magical moment for me especially because I two putted it I had a chance for birdie that's the magic of golf one shot makes you come back I one time, I one time drilled one off. Uh, it was a par three. Hit it off the cart path onto the green. Probably the best shot I ever hit in my life. You played the cart path. That's. It's like Phil Mickelson playing from like the stands. You've ever seen that shot of him have, where I he goes up pleasure. into like back the, to back days. Yeah, the viewers, the viewers stand where like wow. you can look over the 18th green. Takes out. He's a lefty, so he takes out like 56. Puts it to like two, three feet from the like over multiple. Like well, it hit, hit, hit the cart path and then went on to yeah. the grandstand. So when happened on i think a friday the first time the next day phil hits it and he says oh no not again as he sees the ball bounce off the car path and then on the grandstand again speaking of like phil's probably i mean i think one of the best wedge players of all time chippers i mean do you have a player that you try to model your game after favorite pro i think mentally it would be tiger woods i mean just the pure athleticism that he plays with and the fact that i think that when tiger when it was in his prime there was no doubt in his mind that he was going to win. 
And I think that golf is such a mental sport. I mean, probably more than any other sport in the world. You have to hit so many shots under such immense pressure. And he always had complete confidence in himself. So that's something that I, you know, try to put into my game. Yeah, and then you talk about trying to win that many tournaments in a row from like at least 1997 to 2005. For a golfer to be, you know, X percent among his average game at four days in a row for that long, it's utterly impressive. I think, I mean, probably you, you agree, best golfer that's yes, ever played. No 82 doubt. wins. Yeah. 15 majors, I think. 15? Yeah. yeah no, 15. No. He, should, he should have a few more. Yeah. Well, how, how many. I know this is, a weird, this is kind of a weird way to phrase this question, but how how many do you think he wins if he doesn't like his wife doesn't hit him on the head with a golf club? <laughs> what do you what do you think? I think it started with the the pills first, but yeah, I mean, Tiger back, went through Tiger went through a lot of yes. Yeah. I mean, and whoever gave him that Genesis card was just right. Just asking. Yeah, I mean, I think that Tiger Woods. I mean. He won, I think, his 14th major in 2008. I think everyone thought he would get to, like, 2025 at that point. Um, it's definitely interesting to see how his his life has taken, you know, a turn since then. Um, I think that when the cheating, you know, incident came out, I think that Tiger was public enemy number one. I mean, especially oh, yeah. it was one of the first, um, you know, celebrities to actually get, like, kind of judged for his infidelity. And Was he on, like, Time Magazine? He was the cover. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. He was yeah, right. I, I remember that one. That was funny. That was but it's, it, it is kind of crazy that over, I think Tiger's son has really helped. I don't think his image has ever been better than it is right now. It's kind of crazy that people now see Tiger as like, you know, a family man and they see him as the underdog coming back from injury. I mean, people don't at understand. He's even walking at the Masters. Well, what, what, get, what people yeah. don't understand is when he did get into that car crash, you know, when the media comes out with stuff, there's so many stuff that's over-publicized. But Tiger actually legitimately could have lost his leg. I mean, amputation yeah. was on the table. Um, so the fact that he's back, I mean, he really only has one leg. The fact that he's made the cut, I think at all three majors he's played in, is insane. I mean, I think he just had another surgery. He's going to try to come back again. Um, but I never, ever put it past Tiger to make another run. I, I would not be surprised at all if he limps in another masters yeah and that and that open at st andrews when he's walking across the bridge right. you think everyone thinks oh this is it and it certainly seems very storybook but for him to come back i think he played masters after that he played this last year it's just i think that's also the beauty in golf i mean i love football ben roethlisberger was my favorite player but it comes to a point when you know someone has to move on and you know it, you get too old to play a sport. Golf is something where you can play until you're 70 or 80. I would not be surprised if we see Tiger for another 20 years. <laughs> you can, I'm not. Okay, I will. Good job, Noah. Um, owns, owns the Ravens, though. He does. He does own the Ravens. Um, speaking of, like, Tiger Woods and the sort of... Did you ever think, like... I guess growing up watching golf, obviously, and, and then you sort of get into golf and, and stuff like that, does it feel the more like higher level that you play at golf? Do you feel does it like do you realize like you get closer and closer to your dream, or is that something you don't even get to think about? Yes and no. I mean, the older you get in golf, I think the tougher it gets because when you're at a level where you're just starting, you can be so excited over the most simple shots, and when you get older, it becomes more of like a job in a way you know for me here you have to get up early you have to work hard you have to do some things that you know regular you know students here don't have to do but you just have to understand that it's a privilege and that you know you're blessed with something that not everyone can do um so you just kind of have to look at look at it like that
Do you still have fun every round? Yes and no. I mean, I, I like I had a qualifier today, and I had three holes where I wanted to, you know, take the club and knock myself out. And then I had three holes where I was like, you know, I'm not terrible at this sport. So it's kind of like, you know, back and forth. Um, I try to have fun. I think the team is really close, so we're able to do a lot of things that make golf more fun. But it's a very, very challenging sport. So you talked a lot about, like, watching golf and, you know, admiring Tiger Woods and stuff like that. A lot of times, though, when we've interviewed athletes, they've honestly admitted that they don't watch their sport anymore. I mean, we just interviewed Broom, who's like, no, I don't watch football at all. Is there a point where you're like, I don't like watching golf? Or that's actually a, like that's a tremendous question because that is something that has gotten, I would say about like four or five years ago, my need to watch golf significantly decreased. Mm -hmm. I would much rather watch football, tennis, baseball, hockey than golf. I mean, I think a lot of it was because the golfers, when I was, when I was young, I rooted for Phil, Jim Furyk, if you know who that is, and then Tiger Woods were, you know, my three favorite golfers. None of them are on the PGA Tour, you know, really anymore. Phil's on the live, and the other two are, you know, over, you know, their prime. So I think that, yeah, so I think that it's kind of like, for me, it's, I would much rather watch football, too. Also, because you're so over-consumed with golf, you know, I have to do it so often that when I get home, I probably don't want to go watch, you know, it, so, yeah. yeah. You were talking, we were talking last year, and your schedule was nuts last year. You yeah. were like, you get, you get up and play, right. Right? Yeah. and then you have practice in the afternoon. How, how has that been? Has well, that changed at all this year? Or? It switches from the fall to the spring, so the right now is really the crux of our season. It's probably when I get the least amount of sleep. We normally have a 7 a.m. departure, you know, six days a week. We do have an off day required by the NCAA. But we have six days where we have to wake up at 7 a.m. We normally play nine or 18 holes, get back at noon, and then I have class from 12 to 4. And then, you know, hopefully I have my night free. But we have a lot of, um, you know, requirements that we have to do with the school. So there's always something that we, you know, have to do. Yeah, and when you play those holes, it's just you go out with your coach, you go out with your teammates, you're just trying to try different shots or playing the holes in different ways. Yeah, I mean, we qualify a lot, like today at a qualifier, so a lot of what we do is we go on the course, we play games, we do different stuff. We try to keep the competitive atmosphere as much as we can. We try to make it as tournament-like, so when we play a tournament, we're ready to go. Um, I think that it's always an adjustment for freshmen. You know, even this year, it's it's it takes time, I think, for people to get ready to what Division One golf is and also the schedule that we have. I think it's easy to say that you're going to get up at 6, 6 a.m. every single day, but when, you know, like my roommates aren't golfers, so they're not going to bed at, you know, 10 p.m., so you kind of have to, like, get used to it and then find a balance and, you know, it works itself out. And then you talk about the team. We'll probably move into BC a little bit after this. But upcoming tournaments, what's the mindset of the team been like, and how are you getting ready for those? Yeah, we have a tournament in, I think, a week and a half. Um, in, it's actually in the state of Massachusetts. It's UConn's event. So I'm really excited about it. You know, I think that the team is playing really well. Um, our scores in qualifying have never been better. They're significantly better than last year. So I think there's... You know, so much progress that the team is making, and I think we're going to have a really strong year. Um, just because just you've talked so much about how, like, 
you know, you get up at 7 a.m. six days a week to go play 9 or 18 holes, and you described it as more as golf has become more work now, especially because golf is, like, considered by the majority of the world to be almost like that relaxing sport, that sport you go out on a, on a Saturday. It's, it's pretty you know, impressive you crack, to see, yeah. You crack, you know, you crack some swing juice, and you go out there. It's swing oil. Swing, it's whatever you want to call it. Does it, do you get to do that anymore? Like, do you get to go out on a Saturday and have, like, that relaxing... That relaxing, like, <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. We're gonna skip this question and go on to a next. No, that's it's not about the swing. No, I, I know what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, I that's golf what I'm is asking him. Golf is still like my favorite sport to play. I mean, I absolutely love it. I think that you know, it's it is work, but it's something that I love to do. So you know, there are definitely rounds when I go home, especially where I'm able to play with you know my dad or friends that are very relaxed. Um, I think that golf when you're on the one on a team like this it's what you make of it so i think that i just try to have as much fun as i can so. do you remember the day when you started beating your dad yeah i mean i to be honest with you i don't think it took very long i think, <laughs> I, was, I, think I was still like nine or ten wow. um i remember and your dad's pretty good yeah he's a good player <laughs> yeah. but i think that it came to a point when i was like 11 or 12 where if he were to beat me, I would have had to go left-handed. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you swing left-handed? I can. I don't think I could break 90, but I can hit a couple can of shots. Can you beat 120 left-handed? <laughs> can you beat 120 left-handed? Because that would hurt our feelings. <laughs> Maybe I should play you guys left-handed. That would be so entertaining. That would be That's a video. Division 1 golfer opposite-handed versus average Joes. There is one player on our team on the women's team that's left-handed and yesterday during practice she was like took a right-handed club and it was like she was a pro golfer on both sides it was insane i still like will miss the ball sometimes left-handed but she it was it was incredible right hand i missed the ball right i missed the, I missed the ball right-handed also yeah that's a problem i have all right um i was wondering about like the team's atmosphere like what is has there been like a really funny moment i'm gonna be honest my friend jack pogo asked me or told me to ask this question, so he wants to hear as well. I mean, we have so many f um, funny moments. I mean, I think that it's like, I think that the golf team is, you know, extremely close. I think of one memory last year where after practice we went, we always get, you know, lunch before we come back to school, and one of the kids on the team ate, like, it was like a foot-long sandwich, but it was like double that, I want to say. It was the biggest sandwich I've ever seen. So it was a two-foot sandwich. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. And he, we, it, they called it the Mighty Sub, and he ate it in seven minutes. <laughs> and I've, uh, like, I've never, this kid is a tremendous golfer. He, he probably has broken 60 before, and I don't think I could ever be more impressed with you're, him. You're talking moment. my game now. I, I mean, when he, I, like, when I was, when I, when I was, um, from the ages of, Seven to thirteen, I did eating competitions. That was my thing. I did, and I, uh, I did ever tell you this? I never told you this. I don't know if he knows. I've done eighteen eating competitions. Mentioned it. I mentioned it a few times, but usually it's when I'm eating a lot. People are like, Usually, dude, they're like, dude, you can eat a lot. I'm like, I used to do eating competitions. Yeah. Yes, that's that's my game. The biggest thing I think my most impressive fate was I ate a five pound cheeseburger. That was that was pretty crazy. I was twelve. Twelve. Yeah, I weighed. Uh, I was. I weighed basically the same amount now that I did when I was like, like, like thirteen, bro. I was big. I was a big boy. Is that why when we were in the quesadilla line the other day, you were like, no, I need two orders of quesadillas. <laughs> Jesus. 
I never, I never knew that about you. That's crazy. So I didn't know you were an athlete. You know, you were an, an athlete. athlete. I'm an athlete. Technically, we, we have. We called. We called Mac. That's his name. We called him a dual athlete after he did that. <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. We technically have an athlete on our podcast now. Look at that. I know. I do. Intramural bar is hard. Um, <laughs> I tell you, I I got a technical foul in my intramural basketball uh, game last year. Um, so. Did you, you get ejected? I got suspended. Actually. Yeah, you got oh, suspended. suspended. You got suspended. <laughs> people always, people always think, look at me like I have three heads when I say the tech thing. You got suspended. Yeah, suspended. No, that's not true. <laughs> Tell the story. I had some choice words for him. Is it uh, the same ref that refed our first game? No, but he was on the crew. He was on the crew. Yeah. You say mid game, he throw you out mid game, or that was no, it was, it was post game. Uh, There's a little OPI call on a hail mary after we caught it. So I express my opinions. It always comes down to the pass interference. Always, always. I express my opinions, and a administrator came over and in, had informed me that I was no longer allowed to play. Wow! But uh, two days later, I was unsuspended. Ooh. So the justice system works. Yes. Well, um, it was not. I actually, I believe, still hold the record for most fouls in eighth grade CYO. I just want to really? point out. Yes, I fouled out every single game except two. My nickname was the Enforcer. The enforcer. Yes. Did you like score points? You no. just were out there to hit. No, I was out there. Did you eat the five pound cheese? <laughs> that, was, that was actually around. This is actually around the same time. Yeah. Ironically, ironically, this is actually around the same time. Yeah. There's this giant kid who just were you throws. I never had like my mouth. Who just goes out there and just lays dudes. <laughs> dude, I was. Some of the hits were pretty bad. I'm not like looking back on like. It, dude, I, I was laying some. I was laying some big hits. Basketball I was. I was like a middle linebacker. Middle middle linebacker. linebacker. About basketball, there's no pads, so if he hits him, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And it's on. And it's on like hard, like oh, hard floor. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Jimmy just had to throw the hospital ball, but that's a that's a hospital visit right there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean. That. I throw. I throw. I throw. You just throw it to the other team. No, yeah. Well, we she's talk- just trying to be like Lamar. Okay. Yeah. We will talk about how I Tommy okay, Cassiano. Okay, um, we'll talk some football now. Obviously, Steelers are your team from when you were young. Now BC is your team. I hope BC football. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big big fan. What do you think of where the team's at right now? I think that BC football is an enigma. I mean, I think that... That's a great word to describe BC. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't make much sense. They really struggled against Holy Cross. I mean, it looked like they were going to lose that game. And then you play Florida State, probably, arguably, one of the top three teams in the country. And it looked like, with a minute left, they were going to come back and win the game. I think that BC football plays to their competition. I think that that's kind of what the consensus is around. They struggled in Week 1 against Northern Illinois. I do think that... What the great sign for BC football was, I think they found their quarterback. I think that, you know, after week one, they played a few quarterbacks. In week two, Kashianos was kind of, you know, getting his, you know, feet wet. And then last week, he was unbelievable. The third and 20 throw was an NFL quarterback throw. I think he has great movement. And I think that Louisville will be a great opportunity for him to play against a defense that is not as strong as FSU. Did you know that the quarterback... Has a dog and he breeds dogs. Whoa. Wow. wow. The pepper fun fact of the day. I think it was an obscure fact. I don't know, like, well, pepper, pepper, wait, wait, pepper's wait. a journalist, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Pepper, how is this? getting cut. There you go. How many fullbacks are there in the NFL? But she had to look. 24. But again, she did indeed have to watch a video called What is a Running Back? We're in the room. She goes, I watched the video earlier. I was like, what video did you watch? She says, what is a running back? I was like, 
What? She said they're usually studs. I was like, Pepper, I don't know what video you're watching. Pepper does, Pepper does not, the, the most research out of anyone for these yeah. things. She works, so, she, works, she works so hard, but then sometimes no, it's... But Pepper, Pepper's in line with the NFL because the NFL doesn't really know what but a running back is. Yeah. 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 No exactly. one's getting paid, so... They don't pay him. They don't pay him. They're usually studs. Yeah. They're usually, well, it's, it's said in the thing they're that they're usually, usually studs. studs. It's, like a, it's a cartoon video. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somehow if you guys did a, a fantasy football league, like Pepper would just clean house. I don't know why. I 100% would. Yeah. 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 The reason that I was not allowed on the team is because they knew that I would crush them. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We talked about it in the group chat. Do you remember? Pepper's like, can I join the league? And we were like, no, please don't do that. Please. We want to win the money. Thanks, some other things. I want to talk about football. Uh, I feel like Ravens Steelers in two weeks, right? Yes. Two weeks. Three weeks. Three, no, we don't. We play Indianapolis this week. Then we're at Cleveland. Then yeah, we go so to you. Three that would be three weeks. weeks. That would be three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. He's a yes. communications man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I say this all the time. I don't do business or finance or anything like that. But Jimmy. Or math. Jimmy, before, before I forget. Is there any sponsorships that you are looking for? That you, I, I'm gonna, you know, we're all gonna forget. We always no, forget. He, never he, he forgot like two I, times in a row. No, I said it. Said last, it said I said it last time. Did you? Yes, I did. For the, for the, for the okay, okay, okay. I did, and I was okay. about to ask it. Go ahead. But that's fine. Go, go ask. No, no, no. no, no. no. And, and, and then Jackson. I don't want to ask anymore. And then Jackson. Well, no, Jackson technically cut you off in that. So, like, so technically, you didn't no. Ask. I want Pepper to ask. Okay. I don't want to ask. Go ahead, Pepper. I don't fully know the question. Okay. Are there any nil deals or sponsorships that you're looking for? Shout them out now. Um, Chick Fil A. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think that I would just devour their food. Yeah. Would you get like Chick Fil A club heads? You think? Ooh, that's a good one. See, I've BC head like a cow head, so I don't know how that would how that would work. Mm. But maybe like like a like like a sandwich of every birdie. I just mm. they just deliver one out to me. Yeah, that'd be great. Every birdie get a sandwich. Every birdie. So hopefully eighteen birdies. Yeah, well, I was gonna say what eighteen sandwiches. sandwiches. What yes, you yes. Uh, have you ever had a hole in one? Hole in one. I have had a hole in one. Ooh. Yes. Wait, tell us about it. Um, I've only had one. And now that you say that, there was a story. I'll tell you about the hole-in-one after. But there was a story today where one of the girls on the team said she knew someone that had three hole-in-ones in one round. So we were all discussing if that was real or not. I, mathematically, I think that's nope. nearly impossible. And she, like, didn't break 100. She had three like, she ended ones. She ended her round with a nine and started her round with a nine. I had three hole-in-ones. I will say this. I've heard many stories of... Women playing like it's like the fir like first like right, first time, time playing and they get a hole in one, but it's like ten nine eight one one. Like I hear those stories seven all the nine. Time. Yeah. So I actually I want to hear if this counts. Maybe I don't have a hole in one. It was during COVID. We were in Florida, so it wasn't really COVID, but it was still uh, we had um yes, yes, COVID. yes. So everyone was golfing, but I think the dumbest. COVID rule was that there was a, we had a, um, uh, the noodle. a noodle, yeah, the noodle. noodle in, the, in the golf hole. So it was, it was actually a long shot. It was 208 yards. It was a four iron. And I could actually just see the ball kind of resting on the noodle. So I got up and that was my hole in so, one. So if the noodle wasn't there, it would have gone in. I think so. That, I think that, that's that's kind of what I, I have hit a hole in one in the simulator, but I've heard that people do not count that. 
I've done that. It doesn't count. Yeah, it does not Somebody count. Somebody the simulator it. says that I always hit it in the water, so I think that maybe there's it just glitches. Sometimes. Dude, no. That thing is so glitch. I'll hit a ball, like, so pure, and it ends up, like, 200 yards to the right, and I'm just like, that's yeah. just definitely not what happened. And then Jimmy's like, oh, your hands are open. I'm like, I don't know what your that means. I don't know what that means. And you, you remember the date? Oh, did you write it on the ball? Oh, um, I think it was, I was playing with my dad, and I think it was, like, 2020 in April. I don't know the exact day. August 6, 2021. You have a hole in uh, one? Yep. Really? July with 10, 2017. Fine, I do. I'm on a short course, though. I do want to ask you while I'm here, what is your take on the Ravens? They are 2-0. and well, there's always a word that comes to my mind, and it's injury prone. I said it's two words, injury and prone together. Yes. We are so hurt right now. I just read the injury report before I got here, and we're out of Justice Hill. Odell's out, of course, and our two tackles are out again, and our corners are out again. So it's Indianapolis. It is something in Baltimore, though. The last couple of years, they've just been completely we fired, defeated. We fired the strength and conditioning coach right. who we felt was the problem. My roommate is a Ravens fan, hurt. and so it's like the Steelers um, – Oh, no, terrible wait. towel and that he's got you know oh. Ravens flag and I just that's all he says to me because J.K. Dobbins got hurt I mean I think the last three or four years the Steelers have not played Lamar it's been Huntley every single year so he played, so he played you in 2019 that was a really ugly game yes. on both rows and then oh, did he no he didn't play we did play him one time it was I do remember it very vividly not the actually Tuesday game Thanksgiving that was no, supposed to be that was RG3 yeah. but um I do it was it was Ben's last season Oh, and you guys went for two. We were seventeen. No, no, no. Well, no. Then we played you again, seventeen seven. We were up by ten and then, in Baltimore, and then Ben came two, back. The two game was awful. Big Ben Roethlisberger came back another time. After this uh, interview, yeah, I'm going to do. We swept them this last year. After this interview, I'm going to show you my Ben Roethlisberger impersonation, not 2010 impersonation. His last two years in the NFL, I'm going to show you what watching Ben Roethlisberger was for he, an Eagles fan. Watching that game against the against the Chiefs, that last the, his yeah. last game, it's it's so like this is a dad in his backyard with his little kids, and he does not care about this game. He's the, he's going. I think there. that game needs to be put more on the defense. They gave up 42 points. They could not stop Mahomes. Was it against the Browns? No, no, And no one talks about. We were going to not bring that up, Jimmy. Throw for 500 yards in that game. He and against threw, the Browns game? Like, yes, he threw like 11 interceptions. Oh, right. But he yeah. did throw, I think, four touchdowns, four picks. The first play was yards. over his head, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but the Steelers, the Steelers defense in that Chiefs game, for like the first or second yes, play, TJ they, they TJ Watt scores yes. a touchdown. That's been actually a theme for the Steelers. The defense outscores the offense. That was last Monday. Is Kenny Pickett yes. the guy? Um. I thought that in preseason, and then I quickly figured out that this year is going to be a long season. For Fair enough. Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett is TJ Watt, though. ridiculously Watt, inaccurate. I will say this, though. I think the Steelers will find a way to go above 500. I think that's like... So, like, you're going you're gonna to win probably next is, he, is Mike Tomlin, like... He's got to be one of the greatest coaches. Top, yeah, top, top, top seven, top I, seven. I, I like Tomlin. I completely disagree. Really? I, Come on, he tripped that guy. You can't put that guy. Well, that. first of that's all, commitment. that's commitment. That was, I would do that shit too. If Tom Tomlin did that stuff, he'd that, was, that, was Mike, that was Mike Tomlin's best moment as a coach <laughs> okay. when he tripped okay. Jacoby Jones. He did. He just, did. You know, he did trip Jacoby Jones and Kato. Totally was on the field. I actually watched that. I've told you this before. I've told you this before that that was. 
probably one of the top five most heartbreaking moments of my childhood because that yes. was a kick return touchdown. It was, and he would have, he would have taken. And he it looked at the special teams, and he's like, "If you're not going to do it, then then I got to do it." That's a yes. good play. But I will well, say, my, my, my if issue, we didn't win that game, that would have been very upset. Yes, so. you did. The issue with Tomlin is that he has lost to Blake Bortles in the playoffs, gave up 45 points, lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs, lost to Baker Mayfield in the playoffs. They had Antonio Brown. They had Le'Veon Bell. They had a really dynamic offense in you know 2012 to 2018. And the defense just was absolutely horrible during those years. Now, when Ben got old, they've put more money in defense, and their defense is much better now. But I think that... If you look at Mike Tomlin, I think that only one Super Bowl, I think it was his, maybe, I think it was his very first year he won a Super Bowl. I think a lot of people argue that he won with Bill Cowher's players. So well, he the Heinz Ward play. Yes, the exactly. play from that game. So I think that, I don't know, I mean, Mike Tomlin is very consistent. He's a great motivator. I think he's a very good head coach. I think that if he got fired from the Steelers, he'd be picked up in half a second. Um, top 10 coach of all time. I wouldn't go that far. I think he, he makes a case. Like, and I'm not even a Steelers fan. Like, that's so consistent to not be able to go below 500, no matter what. No, that's incredible. And like, some of those teams well, are bad. Like, some of those you're teams saying 2012, 2018. Think about the teams after Antonio Brown, after Le'Veon Bell. Like, those weren't really great teams, and he still found a way to get. Like, no, I will. I will like say that. Year. Like, I, I, last year was a great example. He's one of the best motivating coaches. He finds a way, his team was three and seven last year. He finds a way to just get their team ready to play no matter who they're playing. They always play up and down to their, you know, Steelers always play really, really close games. So they always play up to their competition when they're you And you know, just underdog. had to beat us on New Year's Eve, right? You just had to come into yeah, our Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a tremendous game. That was the immaculate reception. That was, yeah, that was awesome. Great, great drive at the end. It's been like 10 minutes, by the way, since we asked the NIL question. We had a whole other conversation. Are we not I, do, I have one more. I, have one more I didn't know we weren't allowed to talk on this podcast. We are. We are. I, have one, I have one more question for you, though. Our rivalry is pretty electric. I'm Every year fun. we get great games. No matter how bad the teams are, yes. always split, right? It, or sweep. Always split yeah. or sweep one way. Is it the best rivalry in football? Mm-hmm. I think in the last... 15 or 20 years, 100%. I mean, I think it's hard to find a... What, what, what's your take? What's, I feel like it's got to be a college game. Oh, I, I mean... Oh, no, I meant... Oh, in the NFL, NFL. Oh, then. Is there one that you, you would, would think? I think that, like, as an NFC... As the NFC East guy... Is it Eagles-Cowboys? You could say it's Eagles-Cowboys. When the Giants were good, when the Giants were, like... When, when the Giants had Eli Best Manning, rivalry in the... I would say that... I would say Eagles-Cowboys right now. I would say when, when 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 the Giants were good, you could have you could have made it. Yeah, a, I mean Pepper makes way, a great like, point. How the, Cowboy, the Cowboys do suck. The only problem I have with Eagles Cowboys is that it's it's also Cowboys versus like anybody. It's also no, no, against no, no. Giants. It's yeah. also against the Redskins. Or, no, 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 no. But Washington's it's not like Washington's yes, being good. The Giants is, is not a, a competition right now. But I, mean, rivalry, I, I think but that if you if you look at like the Eagles, the Eagles and Cowboys in the last you didn't know your favorite players ten or fifteen years have not played any big playoff games. I mean, the Steelers and Ravens have played... Yeah, I mean, the, the Eagles and Cowboys have not played many big playoffs against each other. Cowboys can't. No, it's true. It's not the Eagles' fault. Yeah, I mean, it's not what I was going to say. I want to clarify it. It's the, the Eagles have made it to the playoffs and have been ready to play the Cowboys. The Cowboys just are unable to get past the first we round of the playoffs. Ready to play the this Eagles. is supposedly America's team, and they are unable to get past the first round of the playoffs. Absolutely. 100%. It's, it should have happened in 1990. It should have happened, it should have happened, it should have happened 25 years ago. 
It should have been the Patriots going uh, to 2010. It should have been the Patriots, it's and then now, the Chiefs now. It should just be maybe like I would just, like to just in the Super Bowl speak. between the Patriots and the Eagles, like the entire country was that's rooting true. for the Eagles. Well, that's uh, I wasn't, but uh, the Patriots are the most hated team. Exactly. Yeah, he cannot. I mean, you the guys still have six Super Bowls on him. Yeah, I would actually make a strong argument. I remember our, our owner said we might not be America's team, but we are the world's team because no one travels better than the Steelers. They just take over stadiums. Yeah. Uh, watch it. We'll play the Raiders Sunday night. Turn it on. It's a great example. It's a great example because if the Raiders played the Eagles, there would just be no fans in the stadium. But if the Steelers play the Raiders, Steelers will actually, the they're Eagles? all over the country. Do you remember the tie game? The, um, the game where they tied? The, oh, no, that was the Chargers. That was the Chargers. Uh, the Steelers oh played us that day. Yes, that was, that that was, was a crazy sequence. There were more Steelers fans than the Chargers fans. Yes, I was in a very low point at that point because, you know, this is... As much as you hate him, it was Ben's last year. He had the farewell game against Cleveland. He goes, he comes back against Baltimore. And you're thinking that, you know, we're going to go to the playoffs. To be honest with you, part of me kind of wishes that in a tie. The tie would have been great, wouldn't so it? So then, like, Ben ends on that instead of just getting torched by the Chiefs. Yeah, because that was a good game. Yeah, yeah but at that point, you're th what was it, like 0.1% the chance of a tie? Going into the game, it was yeah. like 0.2 or something. Because they basically had to agree. And if the worst, and it's 60 at overtime. Yeah, and if the worst coach of all time, I mean, Daily. the Chargers oh coach is just the totally okay. horrible. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think America has a team anymore. But, like, I know there's some guys out there that, like, America roots for. Like, how can you not root for the Bills? For, like, Jared Goff, Geno Smith. How could you not root for the Lions right now? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. How could you not root for the Lions? This is a this is a team that's been in the dumps forever. They hire this guy Dan Campbell, who who just yells and it works. It works, and it's a good yell. He rips people's He's a, it's a good yell. Like I want to get yell, yelled at by Dan, Dan Campbell. Campbell. Is what new coaching in the NFL looks like. It's these guys who come in and and they care about their players because they know the players know how to play football. Yeah, you don't have to. Yes, I want okay. I want to say something about that real quick. Dude, people got so pressed about Sirianni crying in the Super Bowl. I love that. The national yeah. doesn't make you cry. They were like, "Dude, seriously, you just lost. You played. You played football for like 300 straight days. Practice with this team five days a week. Sat with them on the weekend. And saw them every single day. You're at the, and you're you at make the it all the way to the end line, and you lose by because your fucking defensive coordinator can't do anything. They cried at the national anthem. I honestly, think people are like, people are like, honestly, people are like, oh my god, it's ridiculous. He's crying. I'd be emotional too. It's, I think it's, the people. I think the people that. Gave him slack for that. This team probably has not made the Super Bowl in a long time. Uh, the, Cleveland Browns Steelers. fans, we're talking to you. Yes, I mean, by the way, slightly on the Lions, it is kind of frustrating how them and Cleveland find a way to get in their own way. Both teams going 1-0, and going into Week 2, and Detroit just got thumped by Seattle. Last OT. week. No, it was okay. It was good. Uh, they only lost because of a bad points. call. But it was a bad call. They shouldn't have even lost that game. It was a uh, face mat. The guy was hol or holding Aiden Hutchinson. But then, I thought I thought the the Cleveland Steelers score was a little more in the Steelers' favor than that showed. I thought the Steelers played a better game than Cleveland. Absolutely. Like, well, because they lost. I mean, they, I don't know. I actually, if you look at the yards, the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Especially because they lose Nick Chubb. It was just such a classic. It was yeah, such was a classic. AFC North Monday night. It was that's so on brand for the AFC North. Yes, it is. Like, I mean, it was. 
that that game was like a fever dream. The offense was just horrible. The defense scores two touchdowns. Nick Chubb gets hurt. That was even as a Steeler fan, that was really hard to watch. I mean, he's one, probably the best running back in the league. Yeah, he probably would have gotten paid to really help the running yeah. back market. That was devastating. And I do think they probably, I do think they would have won that game if he did not get injured. My last question, and then I'm not going to speak anymore. Um, do you think quarterbacks who wear two gloves can be of any form of success in the NFL? Because I, I am 100% certain if you wear two gloves, you cannot do anything on well, a football I'm field. I'm what the end goal for Kenny Pickett is. Because he's, his helmet, he looks like Megamind because he's had so many concussions that he's sure. wearing this giant helmet. He's wearing two gloves. He throws consistently to the other team. Um, I will say this before I, I want to get this on the record that Matt Canada, our offensive coordinator, should be fired immediately. The entire Matt Canada, if you're listening to this, yes, you're not. The entire stadium was chanting, "Fire Matt Canada." That's true. They don't. You guys don't run any like, like what's great about the Chiefs is they have nobodies, but they get open right. because they're because so, because uh, Andy Reid's so smart. But I saw something but, and, and it was like, you go to an NFL game, you know, people get drunk, they want to watch the game, they enjoy the game. Not many people go and know the name and chant the offensive coordinators. Yeah, the, the fact that you were able to yeah. that the entire stadium and we were winning this game twenty six twenty two, and the entire stadium was chanting. They won't do it though. The Steelers are too loyal. They need to get to current times and until they, I think, until they have a losing season, they won't do it. Well, they like to. They, the Steelers have never fired any coordinator or coach before. They just let their contract run out. And then they just don't re-sign him. So his contract is up this year. So there is a 0% chance that he will be the coordinator back. next year. That's my, that's my only hope for Pickett, is when you have someone that is such an idiot as the offensive yeah. coordinator, then you can't really move the ball. Well, I think for the Giants fans that when Daniel Jones got rid of Joe Judge, and that yeah, I mean, the way that Daniel year, Jones that looked really last year with it, with Brian Dable, I mean, and it was obvious, especially... Was, was Kafka calling the plays when Judge was there? Uh, no, when uh, when Joe Judge was there, it was the former Cowboys coach. It Are was, you worried uh, it is Garrett. a one-hit wonder after week one? I don't know. I think that the team is like so is so injured. It's the, so the Giants. <laughs> I think losing forty to zero. I don't think it's Daniel Jones's uh, fault though. I don't feel like Daniel. I don't. Jones I don't either. I mean, I think yes. You thank could, you, you go my favorite player, and then you couldn't name his name before. I don't want to hear. Wait, let's no. Let's hear. Provide your two favorite places. Boston Scott. Boston and Scott. Which I, I get it. He's he's on the Eagles and his name is Boston. So yeah. What is that? Or it could have been a Michael Scott joke. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Who was the speak? Because you brought up two gloves, and I remember it was I think two or three years ago, was when the Giants were like six and ten, and our division was like so ter. The NFC East was like so terrible, yes, and you guys are playing the playing Washington, and all you have to do is beat Washington, and we make the playoffs. And you oh put that's so funny. And you put, and you put so face in the game. Dude, that might be. I've seen him. I've seen him pretty mad. That might be the most mad. That might be one of the most times I've seen him the most mad. He actually, he got on the phone. He Facetime me. Literally the moment we brought in the backup quarterback, it wasn't when the game was over. He knew what we were doing immediately when we brought the backup quarterback in, and he goes. Dude, you guys are the biggest assholes in the entire National Football League, and my dad and I are just sitting there cracking up, laughing on the on the Who chair. Was the quarterback, I just couldn't. It I was, was trying to. Think of it was Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, that's awesome. That's a guy. That's you don't. That's where the two glove thing. That's I, where, I, dude. He. That's why I think he's got. He's got to learn to throw with one. Glove. Yeah, I know he has small hands, though. but like the gloves aren't he's, helping he's, him all. I don't know if he. I, I'm ninety percent sure that he's not doing that anymore. 
Are you sure? I thought he was doing. I thought I saw him wearing two gloves at the game last week. I can check. You can, no matter what up. he was doing last week, it, it was good. <laughs> it <wasn't> good. <laughs> no what it was, no matter how many gloves he was wearing. And I actually think that in the NFL, you know, pretty quickly if a quarterback has the it factor. I think you you probably knew pretty quickly after seeing Jalen Hurts that he yeah. was pretty dynamic. And I know pretty quickly that um, Kenny Pickett might not be the. Although answer. I will say it is very easy, easier to be dynamic. When you have three All Pros on your offensive line blocking yeah, for you, sure. I knew he was good before those All Pros were there. I knew when he took what? us to the plate. All Pros have been there since. No, his first good, his first good season. His he was only receiver on the team with Devontae Smith. It was before we had AJ Brown. It was when Dallas Goddard people didn't know Dallas Goddard was, and Miles Sanders was like basically a rookie at that time. But yes, now I'm saying I'm saying now I agree with you that it's much easier for him to be good now. But like to say that it wasn't because he was dynamic is crazy. He also I didn't say that. Yeah. I said it was we much gotta, easier to be yeah. dynamic. We got to wrap it up. But one thing I want to say about, Jay, uh, about Jalen Hurts is that I don't like. I don't know what's up with him this season. But this is not the same Jalen Hurts that took you guys to the Super Bowl. I know. I know. Like I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying like that illegal run. Yeah. I'm just saying something's different about him. Like he's like. That's probably a problem. He does not like. He looks. The I big, think there is a stat, though. The team that loses in the Super Bowl always has has a bad season. Yeah, like the Bengals last year got off to but a pretty like rough start. Super Bowl but you guys are so good, you got, that shouldn't be the problem. Yeah. I mean, they are 2-0. and They're undefeated. They played the Patriots, where they where the Patriots defense was really good. And, and they scored 25, and that was pretty good. And then and then they played... Who did you guys play last week? Minnesota. And Minnesota. And Kirk and Cousins threw for like They lost that game because Justin Jefferson can't hold on to the ball. So, like, I still think you guys are good. I just think that some, like, it's probably just the offensive coordinator. Something's off. Huh? The, the, Jefferson, the Jefferson touchdown was not P.I.? No. no we need to that that the they lost by six. Worst rule in the NFL. It is kind of the worst rule in the NFL. Yes. We talk all it is a funny rule. Talk all about that. C.J. Mosley did that once, and I would never yeah. forgive him. But we could talk about football all day. No, you, you know, you talked a lot. Three-pick game. Proud yeah. Proud of you now. Caden, we had a great time. Thank you so much for joining for us. Any, now, we can ask the question again and have it be final. No, it's actual. Chick-fil-A, any, anyone want to shout out, anything you want to plug, go ahead. This is your chance. I'm good. I also think that um, track the golf team, and hopefully we can have a good season. Go BC Golf. Go BC Golf. BC Episode 5. Thank you so much, Caden. Hell of a night, guys. Thanks.